Hello, everyone, and welcome in to DC Talks Rocks. Going to get into some free agency today. Always good to look ahead and have some fun and think about some fun, shiny new toys that the Colorado Rockies could bring in, even though we know they're probably not going to do all that much, and they're certainly not going to do all of what any of us want. It's still fun to talk and think about. I'll open with a few thoughts on last night's game the the national league game so far you know uh boston just uh okay that, that, that was pretty intense didn't watch uh, most of that but a couple of grand slams early on and then you know houston maybe made it a thing but yeah i, I wanted to get into the again i talked about my unease about this entire postseason and Atlanta being up two to nothing, I think really encapsulates a lot of how I feel right now because that's the obvious choice, right? That's the team whose players I like the most. I think most people do. They haven't won in a while, even back when they were super dominant when I was a kid, you know, when they won all those consecutive divisions, they only won the World Series once in there. So, okay, pull for Atlanta, right? And then a number of people reminded me on Twitter that it's not quite so cut and dry and easy because of all the complications that come. So those of you who pay close attention might notice that I always call them Atlanta and never by their team name because it's gross and inappropriate. It's not the worst of all of those. And I went to a high school that has one that's similar and it just doesn't. You know, I don't want to belabor the point too much, but it's just one of those things. And I know there's a lot of debate on this topic about mascots and Native American cultures and if some people allow it or don't. And what I've always found to be the easy and obvious end goal of this is that it doesn't hurt anyone to just not have team mascots in that vein at all there are so many incredible possibilities of things you can name your team after and just it's been a tradition for a couple of decades for some people who like their team isn't good enough so and in addition to all of that the atlanta baseball team has the you know the chop and the song and the drums and it's not like it's some sort of tribute to the indigenous peoples of Atlanta. In fact, that's not even where the team was originally from. They've moved twice, first from Boston to Milwaukee and then from Milwaukee to Atlanta. And so, yeah, you know, if we strip all that stuff away, those are still the players I'd most like to see succeed. But it's also kind of strange, right, in this time where we've now got the Washington football team and the Cleveland Guardians have agreed to rightfully change their name to have the winner of the World Series at this particular time be another one of these teams that has these kind of problematic name and iconography and some of the traditions, like I mentioned, the song and the things that go along with it. We just need to get rid of all that. There's no place for it in, I was going to say in modern sports, but there's never been a place for it. It never should have been a thing. And even if some people did it, never meaning any harm whatsoever, it doesn't matter. It, it needs to go away and be replaced with things that are also fun that don't do any harm to anyone at all, and there's no question about it, and there doesn't need to be a debate. The fact that there's a debate at all is a problem. There shouldn't be a debate 
over your team name. So, yeah, that said, you know, those are your choices. There's that. There's the Dodgers, who none of us are ever going to cheer for. And then there's, you know, the massive built-in financial advantage that they have that makes them hard to root for, even if they weren't, you know, in your division and all of those other things. And then everything that we've talked about with both Boston and Houston being involved in various levels of cheating scandals and, you know, having gone about their business in some really, truly questionable ways over the last few years. So this is just kind of brutal. So I'm going to go back to focusing on the Colorado Rockies future, thinking about some things they can do. Really having fun today. I want to get deeper into some of this stuff in the future. Let me know in the comments here on the Patreon or hit me up on Twitter or in the Discord channel. Any of those things do remember uh, to become a patron if you haven't yet to get access to that Discord channel. But I'm going to go over a bunch of different guys that are available or might be available, you know, depending on options and and things like that. And just kind of set the stage, right? Uh, Those of you who listen to the old show know some of the guys I'm most enamored with. But I figured we'd just take a look at the entire landscape and even do a little bit of dreaming on some things we know almost certainly won't happen, right? So let's go position by position. And let's actually start with something where we can really just put an entire category, I think, for the most part away. Though maybe not entirely, as my friend Drew Goodman reminded me pretty recently. uh, You know, you, you always need depth. But at starting pitcher... I don't think the Colorado Rockies need to go searching for some big-time free agent, right? So the fact that Zach Greinke and Justin Verlander and Clayton Kershaw and Max Scherzer, uh, Marcus Stroman, there's an interesting one, Kevin Gaussman, all going to be free agents, you know, in another time and another place, especially somebody like Gaussman or, or Stroman who maybe won't cost top, top dollar, but it's to be expensive, You'd be interested in it. But again, those those would all be massive risks for the Colorado Rockies, more than anybody else, right, to spend big dollar on pitchers like that. And they can all, of course, just say, no, I'm a free agent. I'm not going there. Uh, then you've got the likes of uh, Alex Cobb and Danny Duffy and Corey Kluber and Drew Smiley and uh, Michael Pineda, Noah Syndergaard. Again, these would be players who would all be interesting at other times, but you just don't feel like you need to go out and take a chance on any of those types of players. And so, you know, if they do Jordan Lyles, LMAO, uh, Andrew Heaney, eh, Chris Archer, depending on, you know, what his asking price is. Uh, We all know, of course, that John Gray is set to be a free agent if they can't figure that out. And so, you know, there's no names on here that I see immediately Julio Tehran is interesting. Uh, Michael Walker, again, this is getting down to the the sort of lower end. Um, don't see a need to bring back Tyler Anderson. Uh, you know, some of these other guys. Mike Fultonavich is an interesting one. Uh, if you're looking for that kind of in between, someone who can be a really solid veteran piece for you. Essentially a step up from Chichi Gonzalez, right? And insurance for if Ryan Rollison and or Peter Lambert just don't work out because you feel like you're starting rotation. If Again, if you bring back John Gray of Marquez, Gray, Freeland, Senzatella, and Gomber is set. And then you really do want Rollison and Lambert to be those next guys if you need 
a next guy if there's an injury or a, a whatever. And so I don't, you know, really love the idea unless you are, are going to convert Lambert or Rollison, at least for now, maybe full time into a reliever role. I really don't like the idea of spending any money here unless you feel like you're going to get a great deal on, you know, say a, a Julio Tehran, who I feel like has always been kind of a an under the radar type of guy. Uh, he's a pitcher I've liked for a long time. I believe I'd have to double check this, but I believe he's got pretty solid numbers at Coors Field as well. So, you know, if you, if you find something like that and you can bring somebody in and one or the other of these guys ends up being in a bullpen role, fine. You need help there too, right? Uh, yeah, Tehran's been fantastically. It hasn't been, didn't look, doesn't look like he pitched a ton this last year, so he hasn't been healthy, maybe an issue. And maybe that's a, a chance where you get a guy on a little bit lower deal and, and you're hoping for a bounce back, which can be risky in Colorado, but if you don't have to pay him as much. So someone like that. that That's the type of pitcher when I was talking to Goody and he was saying, you know, he, he wants one of those like the Rockies would get back in the day with like a Jason Hamill or a Mark Redmond came on and at the end of uh, 2007 to help that club out. So, yeah, let's move on, though, to some actual places of need for the Colorado Rockies. Let's talk about the other pitchers. Oh, how did I do this? Oh, I ended up on Julio Tehran's page. Yeah, I, I like that one. I think that's an interesting possibility. But again, I, I'd much, much prefer to focus on, for example, relief pitching. Who are some relief pitchers who are set to be free agents? Kenley Jansen at age 34. I don't know if that's something you really want to get interested in. I don't know that he would be interested with some of the weird, uh, you know, like blood clot issues and stuff like that which can be a little bit more of a problem with the altitude he's also been kind of a top dollar closer and has shown this year that he may still be looking for that kind of thing uh craig kimbrell has a club option that could be uh you know not picked up by the white Sox for 16 million and then he'd be out there looking for another big deal again i don't think either of those things is a good idea you're right back into the situation you were with guys like Jake McGee and Wade Davis when you brought them in. If you go out and get a Kenley Jansen or a Craig Kimbrell or even an Andrew Miller, who I've always really liked and is a lefty who's more stuff, uh, more more craft based than stuffed based. But at 36, <laughs> and he, you know, I don't know. That, that would all depend on the price. Andrew Miller, I really like, but I don't think you want to be getting into paying a whole lot of money for relievers you're gonna have to find these other guys I, i'm not a fan of the trevor rosenthal profile so those are kind of the top guys available there brad hand has been another one who's made decent money in his career still at 31 years old and a lefty uh, could be some some juice there Dellen batansis i think has too much of a name too much of a rep for hard throwing stuff uh, even though he's 33 and too wild honestly just too many walks in that profile at Coors Field that's not going to play uh, I think also Jury's Familia is a guy that's likely to be above the pay grade of what the Rockies should really be spending on one reliever at any given time right then we get in to the category of other players I mentioned before I'm very curious to see what happens with Adam Adovino who's having a very nice year with Boston Red Sox still 
isn't the kind of guy who gets top dollar closer money, but does get pretty solid relief pitcher money. You know, making over seven million this year at age 35, uh, he's still going to be looking to make a, a decent contract. And there are people out there that need a guy with his ability, though. You know, he had a really rough pandemic year, and he's been good, not great this year with the 421 ERA, the 113 ERA plus. Of course, the one thing you love about that is that you know that he understands pitching at Coors Field and that it's a little bit different, and he would come in not as a newbie to the situation, but as somebody with a great deal of experience here. And so that's someone who, you know, and the, and the Rockies probably need a new closer. And this is the other difficult thing here is I'm not sure you're going to find a guy on this list who's definitely going to be your closer. And Adovino fits that category as well, right? He never was the closer out here. And while he's had the stuff at times, he's also had the walks and, and some of the things that scare you. So I get, I'm, I'm in between on Adam Adovino as a closer. Um, I like the idea of Russell Iglesias, but I think he's going to get expensive as well. If he doesn't, he's the guy I would snatch up at the top end. I don't think you can do Archie Bradley. I just don't think you can do that to the people. Uh, I've talked before about Mark Melanson, and this is going to get really interesting because I think the Padres, you know, he's having a, he had a great year for the Padres, uh, but he's also had some downtime. He is getting a little bit older. Uh, the Padres are going to be in an interesting weird kind of panic mode potentially and he's a, a Colorado native who's always uh, shown an interest in coming back here and so you know if the Rockies pay him fairly uh, now that he's getting into the end of his career it, it may just be more about hey I've, I've made the money I'm gonna make I can take a little bit less he's still got to get paid but I'll go ahead and and go home and go back and you know yeah he I, I would think he would if the Padres just offer him a fair deal, go back to the more competitive team. But you never know what's going to matter most to an individual. And this is the type of thing, this is the type of break the Rockies absolutely need. That's something that could dramatically shift because Mark Melanson could be, uh, and almost certainly would be your de facto presumed closer immediately if he were to come into the organization. Uh, I like, I mean, you got to be calling. You've got to be calling on Mark Melanson, asking about those questions. Old friend Greg Holland, uh, who really you know has, has fallen off, but still, if you thought you could revitalize that again and do that thing, maybe worth a call. Some of these guys I think you've just got to start making calls on. Uh, Darren O'Day is getting up there in age, but because of the sidewindy stuff, uh, you know, it's always kind of a Pat Neshek situation. We saw that his stuff played the same here as anywhere else. I think you could get something similar with that. Uh, Sean Doolittle had a really rough year, has had a rough, rough go of it, but has been a, a an effective and quality lefty for a long time. So again, these are the guys you're not probably going to get super excited about in some ways because they're going to be coming off rough years or maybe injuries or whatever else it is. But the chance to bounce back the way we saw from Greg Holland in 2017 or even the way guys emerged like Adam Adovino and Scott Oberg, you really do have to give yourself that opportunity. And so I would try to lock up, you know, a, a grouping of these guys. Tony Watson hasn't been his best self. Steve Chizek is a guy I've always really, really liked. 
and you know get and they're all up there in age so none of them can be expecting you know three or four year long deals and and I think that that's fair if the Rockies go out offer some of these guys maybe some two year deals or or maybe one year contracts where if you have a great year as a reliever in Coors Field maybe that does win you a new contract somewhere else out there but whatever it is if the Rockies are going to rebuild the bullpen I think it's got to be with a slew of guys like this rather than saying, okay, we're going to go out and get Craig Kimbrell. And there, now we've got a closer and we've fixed our bullpen. And it's like, no, not only do you have several other spots in your bullpen that you have to address, but if it turns out that Craig Kimbrell, like so many pitchers before him, relievers or otherwise, comes to Coors Field, can't figure it out, implodes in on himself, and just has an absolutely terrible season and or career at Coors Field, well, now you're totally stuck because you had to pay him whatever you got to pay to get him, and you're going to have to pay multiple years to get a pitcher of that caliber, and you're stuck with him the way you were stuck with Wade Davis and Jake McGee and Brian Shaw during all those times. So you, you just can't do that. Anyone that puts you into that situation has got to be a thanks but no. Again, like I said, I might consider extending a little bit for an Ottavino or a Rysel Iglesias, but beyond that, you can't be paying more than even probably $5 million a year for any of these guys individually. You need to be down here in the two, three, four million a year category. You know, Darren O'Day made 1.4 this year. Uh, Trevor Cahill, 1.5. Sean Doolittle, 1.5. And again, they're coming off rough years. Uh, CJ Crone had a similar situation, right? Where you brought him in on a veteran contract there needs to be a big competition at next rocky spring training amongst all these guys and some of them you're going to have to pay more than others to get them into it but some you probably can bring in with a you know chance to make the team opportunity because there's a lot of free agent relievers out there i was just able to go over some of the ones i'd written down here uh, on my list and it looks like pitching is the only thing i'm going to get the chance to talk about today Still getting used to these shorter podcasts, so I, I think I'll split it up that way. We'll do pitching, maybe can catching. Uh, well, catching can be an entire pod. Uh, then do infield and outfield, something like that. Uh, we'll split it up that way. But those are some of the pitchers that I'm most interested in. Again, if there's anyone that jumped out or anyone I didn't mention, Brad Boxberger is another one. There's so many. Hunter Strickland's never been my favorite, but. You, you bring in guys, and there's a bunch of them and, and a few that I find particularly interesting. So let me know in the comments who you're interested in, what your strategy toward the bullpen would be, who are the guys you think can pop, who can be a future closer for this team. Does it have to be uh, a free agent that they find and, and turns into a closer or re-becomes a closer they've been before, or can it be... Carlos Estevez or or even somebody like Tyler Kinley if, if he takes that next step or you know Jolie Chassin if you like him I greatly prefer him in a setup role but tell me what you like what you're thinking about the bullpen next year what you'd like to see the Rockies do in terms of free agency on that front and tomorrow we will get into let's do catchers let's do catchers tomorrow so let's think about that we'll do the battery first Tell me what you want on the mound and think about what you want behind the plate for tomorrow. Appreciate you all for hanging out. You've been absolutely awesome out there. I've been absolutely Drew Creaseman in here. And until next time, I will see you 
at the ballpark.